0: welcome to the way to go podcast i'm bill McMinn along with mark hosteller uh since we are in this time of lent and getting closer to easter i thought we'd talk a little bit about the betrayal of jesus christ you know by judas actually Mm -hmm. so i don't know why do i want to talk about that today i have no
1: idea but that seems to be all you want us all to feel convicted and guilty and walk away crying that's what that's what's on your heart bill we know it we know it don't we let me tell you what if my friends
0: know this like if (laughs) i think you're teetering i can make you cry I probably will. Oh, yeah. I will probably do it on purpose. I had a friend crying on me the other day. It was funny. And I just said something nice, and they started to cry. And I said, if I'd have known you are going to be crying today, I would have started way sooner than this. <laughs> like, I would have started on this hours ago. I had no idea. All of a sudden, oh, next thing I know, funny. they're crying. And, yeah, what are you going to do? But, yeah. I, I think this is certainly, you know, if you're going to look at something, we're crying about Jesus Christ being betrayed by Judas oh Iscariot. God. And I was thinking about, mm. I was reading some of the Bible today just for my Bible reading part. And it was the part like when they're, you know, getting storm blown around and all that kind of stuff and still the storm and see what kind of person Jesus Christ is. Yeah, And it made me think about Judas Iscariot because I thought, well... Judas was there, like when he stole the storm, when he walked on the water, right. when he healed the dead, yep. when he... He's seen all of that. Saw all of it.
1: He was—he didn't just see it. He was a part of it. Right. He watched the winds obey the Lord. I mean, he watched it. He's seen right. it. He was experiencing it. And he came to this point so desperate so, for somehow, some way, so desperate for 30 pieces of silver? Right. For crying out loud, you right. know, and we'll get into that. But I'm just like... I'm amazed, amazed at how quickly, how prone to wander we really are. You know?
0: Well, I think, too, it just shows that, I mean, Christ had done everything. Christ did everything right. Christ was teaching. He was helping people. He was healing people. He still gets betrayed. And mm-hmm. sometimes just because you got betrayed doesn't doesn't actually mean it has anything to do with you. Yeah is the other person betrayed? So you can't look at it and say, well, man, my friend and this and that, and we were close. Yeah, well, that that's what betrayal is. It's, it's kind of tough to get betrayed by people you're not close to. Mm-hmm. I
1: mean,
0: mm-hmm. betrayal by nature of what it is and getting mm-hmm. handed over is typically coming from somebody that we've been close to. So yeah. you think of uh, Christ traveling for those three years, and then here's Judas Iscariot, and it says it in, I might as well read the Luke 22 passage because I like that one. But it said, Luke twenty two forty seven. 47, while he was still speaking, there came a crowd and the man called Judas, one of the 12, was leading them. He drew near to Jesus to kiss him. Mm. But Jesus said to him, Judas, would you betray the Son of Man with a kiss? And those who were around him saw that what would follow, and they said, Lord, shall we strike with a sword? And, you know, that goes on. But I just has always been, you really, you betrayed me with a kiss?
1: Mm. Right? Oh, yeah.
0: You know? It's a just, greeting.
1: It was a greeting for the rabbis, right? right? I mean, so good teacher, rabbi, come on up. I'm going to give you a kiss. And it's right. like from the same mouth, you betrayed your Lord. Can you imagine know? betraying anyone that you love with a hug
0: or a kiss? And you're, this is the giving, the, this is the sign right here that I'm just going to come and I'm going to, this sounds like the Godfather. It's yeah, like when yeah. they were <laughs> give the guy the kiss of death. You know, they come over and he gives Fredo the kiss. You know, his brother, because Fredo was such a goofball. You've never seen The Godfather? Maybe I shouldn't spoil it for you. Although it's only
1: like thirty or forty years old, so I have never seen, seen The Godfather. You've you've only seen parts of it because I've we only did a seen video parts of the it. Exactly, right, <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm so I've never so you're telling me I'll this betrayed. and I'm clueless. Yeah, betrayed know? with a so. kiss, you broke my heart. But yeah, I be, he
0: betrayed him. His brother had betrayed the family, so he went and gave him a kiss. But the kiss when they in the the mafia family, that kiss was you're dead. Mm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. This means you ain't gonna live. You're not gonna survive it. Like when the Don comes and gives you a kiss. Wow. It wasn't a good thing. No, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Not good. Well, here in this case where they're giving the kiss, I mean, this is not a good thing. So you wonder what got him there. And I would have to say that Judas devalued. Jesus Christ. Somehow, some way, it started his thinking because the devil had already entered his thinking. We know that he was already stealing from the collections for the poor. Money had become a big deal for him, and he started valuing other things above Mm. his relationship with Christ Mm. and the person of Christ.
1: Right, And that will will lead you to sin just about every time when you start to devalue Christ, dethrone Christ in your heart, right? I would agree. So what did that do? It led him to to compromise, to do things, to start valuing other things above Christ. So what was the other thing he started valuing? Money. Right. You know, you can't serve uh, money and the Lord at the same time. You can't do it. Well, he started serving money.
0: I would say that was part of it, yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you're, you, what you're saying is if you start devaluing Christ and don't think he's important, that's going to lead to problems because we're Absolutely. going to serve Christ, I would agree. I was thinking mm-hmm. of some of the practical things. I'm like, yeah, well, this is probably a pretty good lesson for me to be going over. It's just you can't devalue the important people in your life mm. based on they're not enough of this or that. And sometimes mm-hmm. I think that could easily happen. In other words, well you know, uh, I wish my husband were this, I wish my wife were this, or, you know, you're friends with someone, I wish they would call me more tech. And they're not exactly what you envision them to be or what you'd hope That's to right. be. They may have tons of great qualities. They've been with you, they've been behind you, so on mm-hmm. and so forth. But then you find that, you know, some things that you find objectionable and you start to, in your own thinking, you start to devalue them. That's right. And, you know, they're not as important because of this, 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 Mm -hmm. this, this, rather Mm -hmm. than valuing the people that should be valued. And maybe one of the lessons we need to learn is you gotta value people
1: and value relationships that should be valued. Absolutely, I agree with that, Bill. I also think you need to value yourself. Some some people have a very, very poor self-image and it's like, man, so there's a fine line between humility and self destruction. Right. Know what I'm saying? Right. Um, I, I don't know if this fits here or not, but just last week I I, ta- I had a counseling appointment. and I was telling them about a story I heard of a this is a fake story, made up story. But a okay. pig pig farmer walking through the pig pen, and he's walking through the slop and the mud and the muck and everything. And he twists his ankle on something. He gets so mad. He reaches down into that mud muck, pulls out what he thought was a rock, and he went to throw it, and he seen something glimmer on it. Just a little glimmer. Takes it up to the house, washes it off, and he discovers it's a diamond he found in his pig pen. Right. He takes it to the jeweler. The jeweler's amazed. He says, like, the value of this thing's $10 million. Mm-hmm. My question is, is how much value did it have at the bottom of that pig pen? Right. And the lady said nothing. And I said, Well, that tells me what you think of yourself, too. Right. Because the value of that diamond at the bottom of the pig pen was $10 million. Right. It just hadn't been realized yet. Right. It hadn't been showcased yet, right. so, so to speak. Right. We have to realize that we have value. We have so much value that Christ came to die for each right. one of us. That's right. how much value we have And also to save Christ, us.
0: Christ wouldn't leave you nor forsake you, so he's never mm-hmm. going to betray you. But the value that you place on your spouse and those other important relationships, I think, are significant. Absolutely, and if you yeah. have them in the mud, let's say, if you have them in the pig pen kind of your mm-hmm. thoughts— because of whatever, and you throw them down there and you forget. No, you know, well, they're great at this, they're great at that, they're great at these other things, they're great at this and that. You know, you you don't want to just get too narrow in your approach. And I think for Judas... He's getting, he's not seeing the money in it for him at this point. Like Christ is coming. They want to make him king. Christ is talking about dying. He's talking about going. Obviously, when Judas betrayed him, he did not think Christ was going to get killed. Mm -hmm. So let's just face that. Like he wanted money out of the situation. I think he was waiting, tired of waiting for his payday. I just don't think that he was in it for the right reasons to start with. And maybe, you know, that could be true of our relationships too. Sometimes, you know, we're not in the right we're not in it for the right reasons to start Bill, with.
1: I, I agree with you, and I think uh, this is so important. Uh, uh, Greg Smalley, he he's an excellent author on marriage, marriage counseling, and everything. We're going through one of his books. He re- he recommended in a podcast I was listening to. He recommended a value spreadsheet for whenever you get in, whenever you and your spouse get mad at each other separate for a little bit and go and look over your value spreadsheet. I got this right here. My wife's value spreadsheet. Right. So so if I get really mad and angry, I go somewhere where I can remind myself that my wife is God's daughter. Right. She's my wife. She's the mother of my boy. She's loving, full of compassion. I start rehearsing her value right. beyond this conversation. And then I've had some scriptures that I got written down here. Right. Look up them scriptures pertaining to you and your wife right. and the value right. of that relationship. Right. You have to start recalibrating your thoughts because, man, if I don't do this, I'm just going to exactly what you're talking about. I'm just going to devalue her, dethrone her off of the princess she is. You know right. what I mean? Like right. she's, I'm just going to be mad. I have to right. get myself centered back on no, 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 no. Who is right. she really? Right, And she's funny. She's friendly. She's a right. worshiper. She, right. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. This conversation is just one little, little piece right. of, of the whole thing. And,
0: and no one, I don't think that anyone's going to fill your needs 100% anyway. You know, if you're looking at spouses, you're mm-hmm. looking at even friends, I don't know if there's any one person that's ever going to fulfill every need that you have or hit everything of the list. That's why, you know, we have other friends, you know, maybe your spouse not going to go fishing. Well, you have other friends to go fishing yeah. with or other people to go mm-hmm. to the gym with or something mm-hmm. like that. So, you know, I, I think that we can't devalue them because of that. And at other times, I think we're overvaluing our own needs. Like, clearly Judas' way overvalued money. Yeah. The money didn't make him happy. Mm-hmm. He ended up trying to give it back. He ended up mm-hmm. hanging himself. So I, obviously that was not really the answer that he thought it was going to be because he felt really guilty about what he did. So, you know, if you betray people, you're going to be in that position of feeling guilty. So yeah. you don't want to do yeah. it. So when it comes down to the betrayal, and I looked up the word and it basically means to hand over. Like if you're retrain somebody in that sense and what the word is, it was talking about Judas was kind of like hand, taking Christ and handing him off to the legal people because mm-hmm. he knew where he would be. So, that mm-hmm. was the so you all know you people are coming to arrest him. You know exactly what he looks like, exactly who he is. I'm handing you over for us. We would look at it as somebody stabbed you in the back, uh, somebody's disloyal, somebody sold you out, right? Yep. I mean, that would Absolutely. be how we would look at yeah. it.
1: Yeah, I love this definition it says the uh, uh, an enemy masquerading as a friend,
0: okay, yeah. right.
1: And and Jesus said, "Go do what you have to do, friend." When, Judah, right. when Judas left that table, go do what you have to do. Friend. But he had been a friend, uh, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. He had been. Up to that point, I mean, right. it was like I don't know, man. His mind got corrupted, you know, because he was a true. It seemed like true friend, you
0: know. No, I I really feel like you've been there. Uh, one of the lessons that I would like to learn from this and take away is you got to stay loyal. I mean, that's. <sighs> I, I think you have to dig deep and think about who you are. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, Judas wasn't the only one blowing it that night. I mean, Peter denied Christ three times. They all split. You know, right. no one was exactly there supporting right. Christ and holding signs free Jesus. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we we know that it it was a little deeper than just what Judas mm-hmm. did. But I've been there at times where you've been, you've had that sense of betrayal. Like, are you mm-hmm. serious? Mm-hmm. Like all these things oh. we've done together, all these conversations you've had, and this is what you think of me. Yep. Yep. This is how devalued I am. That all of a sudden now we were mm-hmm. fine and we were friends. Suddenly, oh, no, you know, you're the worst or mm-hmm. you're this or you don't care about this or you, and stuff that's not even true about you anyway. And you wonder, how do we get here? Because mm-hmm. that, again, that devaluation of the person or that devaluation of the relationship is what allows for the be. The betrayal. Yeah. So I was talking to my group and I guess for, I'll, I'll say this for what it's worth. Sometimes too, when I've had these situations where people are kind of debating and, and it's almost like they're making choices and showing their true loyalty. I think that mm. Judas is showing where his true loyalty is. It's not really to Jesus Christ. Mm. I think sometimes your friends, when having an opportunity, are going to show where their true loyalty is. And sometimes that true loyalty is not with you. So I said, look at the people around you when you're hearing a lot of stuff and who's got the fruit. What Mm. person has the fruit? Mm. Christ had the fruit. Mm -hmm. He's healing. He's doing Mm -hmm. good. He should have never been devalued. Right. When you look at people who are behaving corruptly, I mean, it's not like Christ was corrupt. Christ was doing all this bad stuff. Christ was out there hurting people, and he sold out somebody who's hurting people anyway. Christ hadn't done anything. So you needed to look at where is the fruit of the side? Because he joined the Pharisee side against Christ, clearly. Mm. Like, he took their side. Well, who's got more fruit? Judas? Judas? Yeah. Did did they have more fruit in their lives? Because if I'm going to betray somebody, I'm going to have to look at somebody else's life. Is that person that I'm going to favor or that person that I'm going to be, you know, Mm -hmm. where's the fruit? Where's the evidence? So look at the evidence. That's all my group last night. I said, you need to look when you're listening to people, talking to people, making decisions. Where's the fruit in people's lives? Good tree produces good fruit and a bad tree produces Mm -hmm. bad fruit. And when you're around people, listening to people that are producing bad fruit. Why are you listening to them? Like those are yeah. not the people I'd be listening to personally. Yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, you said it just recently. Again, you said, I mean, if if somebody comes to you and and they're gossiping about somebody else, more than likely they're going to turn around and do the same thing that about oh, right. your conversation. And so. You know, like you just don't So and read. You yeah. don't yeah, you don't want right. to you don't want to entrust somebody to somebody, you know, something to somebody who's got loose lips and right. That's, that's part of betrayal, right? right? I mean, so if I say something to you in confidence and, and you go around and you, you know, um, that's, that's a pretty hard thing to overcome, you know, in my mind anyways. Right. I just don't want to tell you anymore, yeah, you know, no, I agree, um, I'm, good, I'm not going to trust you. I'm not, you know, um, we can still talk, you yeah. know, whatever, but you know, you've proven yourself, your fruit is unfaithfulness. You're, you're not a loyal person, you know? And, and my wife, for example, I mean, she picks up on that very quickly and she'll be just like, Nope. Cause she's extremely loyal. Right. Um, to a fault almost, you know, she's just very loyal person and, um, you're just not going to, she's not going to betray somebody that she's really close to, you know?
0: I, have, I think you have to have certain characteristics in a manner. And I'm sure this is an emotional situation. There's a lot going on, the factors that are playing into mm-hmm. Juice's decision.
1: There's no excuse
0: for it. But you still have to, at base, have some character. Like, to me, I'm going to default towards loyalty. I don't want to follow emotions and make another decision. I want to say, no, Bill, you're a loyal person, first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Loyal, faithful, honest, sincere, true, trustworthy, dependable, that kind of person. Like, that's, I, that's the kind of person I want to be. That's not what I have found in this world. I mean that's not what my experience has been. you know my experience has been sometimes when the going gets rough people bail out
1: on you yeah and, and you're, sad. you're on your hard. you're on your own. You think about G- Jesus on the cross uh, or even that night um, says that all his disciples fled, right? Wow. you know right. Peter and John followed him to that place you know they right. were standing off to the side or whatever but they all fled they all left him you just poured in 3 years at least into their into their lives you know teaching them showing the way of the kingdom of god and and boom just like that they're gone you right. know um You have to also look at this from a, I guess, a thirty thousand foot view, uh, the 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 kingdom view, and you know this had to happen at some point. God had orchestrated it at some point to take place. Jesus was going to die, so the details are unfolding right now. If you look at verse three, very key statement: Satan entered Judas. Right. He's under the influence now. I, I I'm curious on how what he did um, to allow Satan a foothold. Right. That's I am curious about that. Was his thought pattern? Was there something he compromised somewhere to allow Satan to have a foothold? Right. Um, because hopefully we can recognize on our daily rhythms when there's a when there's a negative or a, or an evil influence in our life when Satan enters. For example, we should be able to be keyed in spiritually enough, close enough to Jesus that that we should recognize. Oh, well, you know what? That's evil. That's that's yeah. not of God. Or, you know, or,
0: right? Or the mm-hmm. the devil's trying to get you to say something you shouldn't be saying, yep. or talk about something you shouldn't be. Yes, yep. I, I would agree with that. I so, think that verse be-
1: three gives us a clue on what happened to Judas after that Passover, after that meal. You know, right. like. Satan started to influence him.
0: Well, and and it didn't start there. I mean, let's face it. I mean, this started a lot sooner with Judas. It wasn't, this this was not a one day decision. I mean, this (laughs) is something that had been going on for a while, but, and a lot of times the problems that people have are, but I would like to just say and conclude this podcast with this. If you've ever felt betrayed, obviously you're not alone because Christ was betrayed and Christ did nothing wrong. He's still betrayed. Mm. It's sadly, it's part of life. And I don't Mm. think that we should expect life to be. 100 hunky-dory all the time i don't think that we should expect life to be everything's going to be exactly the way i want it to be that we're not going to be able to ha- have disappointments because we've got to learn to handle that mm-hmm. you know you're going to have some disappointments and people are going to do some stuff they shouldn't be doing and that that's part of life and i can't throw out everything because it's not 100 percent the way that i want it to be i think that loyalty would be you know even if judas if he had been a loyal person he could have said well this isn't going the way that I want, but Christ is important to me enough. I'm going to kind of let him dictate. Mm -hmm. And he's more important to me, the money more important to me than anything else. So my spouse and my friendships and my family, yeah, I've got to be loyal to them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, daily rhythms will help protect against these kind of compromises or devaluing people or something like right. that. So daily rhythms of check in, where's my heart? What's my what's my soul condition right now? Right. Am I close to the Lord, you know? Proximity to Jesus gives you great perspective. Right proximity to Jesus gives you great perspective. You right. know what I mean? So stay close to him, stay right. near to him. And, and I realize that I'm talking about Judas who was sitting around a table with Christ. I right. mean, he was very, very close to him. Right. And this can still happen, but I think that's a good safe uh, safeguard against it happening is just build into your daily life, like examining questions like the Psalmist did examine my heart. God Test my motives. Am I pure? Right. You know, I think that's a wise thing for us to do. If we're right. not doing that ever, it'll be very easy for us to fall into these traps, you know? I'm not saying that it's a foolproof safeguard, but I am saying it's a pretty good safeguard, you know? Right. So don't
0: don't devalue the important people in your life because they're not everything you want them to be. Stay on that. Yeah, no. I need to be a loyal person and understand. Yeah. Sometimes you're going to do everything right, and you're still going to get betrayed. Mm-hmm. I hope that you know it's good thinking for his time. of will end as we head into Easter. The things that Christ went through, a lot of things he went through, some of the things that we go through. You guys have a great and an awesome. Day.